Attention Dad Bod Rap Pod listeners, we want to tell you about another podcast that we think you really enjoy. It's called Dope Shit. Uh, the Dope Shit Podcast is a discussion with Uncommon NASA and Banana Samurai, two staunch uh, hip-hop listeners and participants from the New York area. Really glad to link up with them. Um, they have dope discussions followed by really good music. Um, they're like-minded cats, and, uh, you know, let's link up with them. Yeah, so you can find the Dope Shit Podcast wherever the dope podcasts are at. Um, so we encourage you to subscribe and rate the podcast. And and we think you'll like it. If you like us, you'll like it. Actually, when I listened to it, I was like, wow, this is really similar to what we do. But they also have that kind of segment where they play all the new music. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a great repository to figure out what's going on. And um, these cats were kind of like really involved in the New York scene. So it's a different look. But I think if you like us, you'll like them. Give it a try. Dope shit. Dad Bod Rap Pod. Back at you one more again. My name is Damone Carter, a.k.a. Dim One. And I am joined by the fabulous, the amazing, Surly and Burly, (laughs) Mr. Nate LeBlanc. How's it going? Uh, Going good. Yeah? Yeah, I'm lying. Mondays. (laughs) Mondays. It's fine. Everything is fine. Okay. Debbie Downer over here. (laughs) I'm just tired. I went to LA for the weekend, did a quick trip to go visit some very good friends, and... uh, I'm, you know, it just flying is exhausting, even if it's not that far. You didn't flap your wings, bro. Like, <laughs> come on. Hey-o. I flapped my gums nearly the entire time. <laughs> awesome. And we're also joined by our other co-host, Ambitions of a Writer, nice. Mr. <laughs> David Ma. Yo, really good to be here. That was good. That was good. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. should have used that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. Tattooed on your chest. Rough right Riders. <laughs> um. Oh. <laughs> Rough Riders. And- I just read this interesting article in The Atlantic about this guy who had Do Not Resuscitate and his signature tattooed on his chest. Oh, okay. wow. And he, okay. was, he was an older gentleman. And yeah. um, they the doctors kind of like cut his clothes off. He had cardiac arrest. And they're like, oh, We've all joked about this, but now we actually have to deal with it. So, so did they let him just die? No. They gave they did non-invasive things like give him fluids okay. to okay. keep him wow. alive long enough to consult with an ethicist and wow. to um Shit. contact the um like kind of like old folks home where he was living where he actually had filed hmm. the official Advanced paperwork. Advanced directives. To, yeah, wow. his directive. Okay. But uh I was like yeah, you better watch what your tattoos say. But, <laughs> but, but what if that was just his band? What if, like, Do Not Resuscitate was, like, his 70s punk band? Metal band. Totally. And they, they cited another example, like, um, that was similar where a guy just had DNR, which is the right. kind of medical. Oh, Do Not, uh, do not Resuscitate. Yeah, that's okay. the, that would be the little contraction of it. Wow. wow. How do you so. become an ethicist? I mean, I'll tell you what's right and wrong. <laughs> you know? Oh. It's funny. Uh, the, the New York Times Magazine's ethicist is this uh, philosophy professor named right. K. Anthony Apia, sure. who I actually read some of his work when I was in college. So when he showed up in that role, I was like, 
Okay. okay. Seems like a pretty good choice. Okay. And, yeah. And Ethesis. Ethesis. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> How much student loans is that shit, bro? <laughs> I wish my son would say I'm going to school for 12 years <laughs> at the Ethesis. What, what do your business cards look like? Uh, oh, man. That's hilarious. Scales. <laughs> <laughs> we we say this as like quasi hip hop philosophy. Totally, yeah. totally. Right. I'm yeah. a I'm a hip hop ethicist. Um, yeah. So life and death tattoos. Um, <laughs> all all relevant subjects here. Dave. What up? Dave is tatted up though. That's what you don't understand about you can't see it through <laughs> through the audio. Uh, what what inspires you to want to get like new tattoo? This we're interviewing you now. <laughs> um, actually, I um get a lot of tattoos while I'm traveling. Okay. So it's sort of like a stamp. Gotcha. And now, strangely, I mean, you know, for being so permanent, kind of reminds me of my impermanence. I'm just like, you know, I'm going to die. All right. You know, All right. Like, At some point, it just um, rots, B- right? Bourdain was like, you know, it's another tattoo on your body, another thing you did. Big okay. deal. So okay. like, that's kind of how we take it. I saw an awesome tweet today by uh, the comedian Catherine Cohen, or Cat Cohen, as she goes by, and she's like, should I worry about the flab on my arm or should I enjoy my one life? <laughs> and I was like, hey, there you go. Right. Bur- burgers for dinner. Totally. I don't, I don't even really like all my tattoos. And a lot of people who have tattoos that I speak to are like, yeah, it's, it is what it is. You know? And I, really? Okay. Yeah. And I kind of like that sort of um, just uh, giving it giving it away. Sort of. You okay. know what I mean? Okay. Interesting. Anyways. Interesting. No tattoos for you? Nah, man, I'm too dark. None visible. <laughs> I, I always, I always, <laughs> any cat my shade or darker, I'm just like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I watch these NBA games and I'm like, bruh, nobody could see that. Like, you went through all of this and it just looks like a black blob. But the, re- the real reason why I never did that in the first wave of tattoos was uh, I have an uncle, you know, who's obviously older than me, um, who was on the run from the authorities at a time. Okay. Uh, and they, they, the Texas Rangers came to my great grandmother's house looking for him, and he answered the door. Whoa! And they were like, "Yo, is Ken Carter there?" And he was like, "Nah." And they're like, "Oh, yes, it is. We're looking at your forearm where the KC is that we took a picture of <laughs> right. when we had you last time." Right. Yeah. So, so you're got. So I don't know. Somewhere in my mind, and I don't know if this is just a Black in America thing. I always feel like I have to think about what I would do if sure. I were on the run and or arrested. So I, are, I have my, my short list of people who I would hit in the event that I right. got arrested. You guys are like number three. <laughs> <laughs> there has to be a free Damone pod has to be recorded <laughs> within the first seven days of my arrest. Oh, man. Um, Leaflets from jail. Yeah, 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 pretty much. So it's all lined up. But no, I don't. I, I feel like my particular skin tone is not going to mm. showcase it. Sure. Properly. Um, and also, I may be a fugitive at some point. So, <laughs> good, good way to plan ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, because you never know. You never know. You, you never know what's, what's going to happen. Yeah. So, I uh, have famously, in my little circle of friends, I've never gotten a piercing, dyed my hair, gotten a tattoo, like no stretching, no gauges, no nothing. So, I'm like unsullied so except these for highlights my that are in your hair, body. They're just, these are natural? That, I thought those that's were the salt high. in the pepper. <laughs> I thought those were beard highlights. I was going to compliment you. Oh, man. The, the random red hair. You're like, what's with that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, man. We're, we're, we're an interesting bunch here. Um, obviously very morbid. I like how we started off the show with, with death. But we've got some livelier... Uh, things to discuss today and in particular i am super excited about the guest that we're going to have 
in part because in my formation of of becoming an MC and really wanting to practice the craft, this individual was super um, came along at a time that was super formative for me. Right. Um, and that's Gift of Gab from Black Alicious. Um, just for myself as a Northern California kid, um, the Gift of Gab, kind of the whole Soul Sides movement was my first entree into like, oh, wow, there's like underground records from up here. Right. Like there's it was it was a whole new world at the time when it reached me. And I'm thinking this is like 93, 94 or something like that. By the time it hit me, I, mm. th- I think they might have been around a little earlier mm-hmm. than that. But um, super excited. It's going to take all of my restraint not to just start reciting lyrics yeah. <laughs> soon. Like, rapper step to me like I'm a doormat. Right. That's, the the format. Format. That's the, literally the one I was thinking yeah, of. Yeah, totally. What do you guys think uh, Gift of Gab sort of ranks in your West Coast all time? He's, he's in there. I feel like he's often overlooked. He's, he's definitely in there. I think um, Gift of Gab's high points are almost as high as anybody's. Mm-hmm. There's like an energy and an excitement um, in his voice, presence, presence when he's mm-hmm. when he's really clicking and he's like, I'm just I'm rapidly rapping right. your ass off. Totally, right now. Uh, right. but everything makes sense. It's not super scientifical, sure. right? It's, right. Uh, it's uh, I think uh, he is rightfully noted for alphabet aerobics. Sure, sure. And A to G. I don't think a ton of people know about that much more of the material. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting that that kid Afro has emerged. And for right. those of us who are Gift of Gab fans, we're like, wow, that kid's really talented, but he sounds exactly like Gift of Gab. Right. right. Um, and for other people, that just won't be a reference point. Right. And I, I don't know exactly why that is. I think your your Bay Area underground heads, he's like a full-on legend. Right. Of, to other people, he's like the guy who inspired Harry Potter to oh, totally, rap on Jimmy totally. Fallon. That, that was a moment in my house when my son came to me and showed me this video. Yeah. And I'm like, number one, who is this bum? <laughs> reciting gift again. Give me this. I was, I was so. They found the whitest guy possible. Yeah, it? yeah, to do it. <laughs> Though um, being able to recite that rap is pretty hard. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Totally, no, totally. no, I, I, I give it up. When I was doing, um, when I was doing, uh, hip hop after school programs, um, that was the one that we we used to teach kids and like kind of get them hooked in. Okay. Uh, to like. Wanting to rap and like the cleverness of the form. And I remember I had a, a student who was a, I guess she was like a 12 year old girl at the time. And she was just obsessed with this record. It was so funny to me because everything else she was listening to was just 50 Cent and right. all the regular stuff. But it really, mm-hmm. that song in particular really captures the imagination. And I feel like it's a good, um, it's a good platform for what Gab does so well. And I mean, it's, it's, it's a little reductive to just be like, oh, he fast raps. Right, like, it, right, there's, right. There's an energy, a timber to his voice. Right. Even this almost, like, breathlessness mm-hmm, mm-hmm, to where, mm-hmm. like, you know, you can feel him running out of breath, but it's exciting. Yeah. Right, right. And there, and uh, if you go a little deeper, he has other flows, like just mm-hmm. 40 ounces totally, for breakfast totally. or uh, Make You Feel That Way, which is Swan actually Lake. their biggest Swan hit. Swan Lake, right. Is a slower, kind right. of more contemplative pace. Yeah. So, And, I mean, he, he hits those marks. Like, he can, he can do the metaphors. He's not super scientific like 
random shit, but right. he can also do start storytelling. Yeah, you know? for sure. Fantastic. Storytelling. Yeah, um, deception. Right. Yeah. Right. Great. Uh, great story. Uh, Switches with the beats. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. Like perfectly. Like a lot of those songs with different arrangements. Those early soul side ones. That totally. Just switch into another drum break. He rides. He's on it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Chief XL is super underrated as well. Oh, Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, so I guess they had their kind of moment when they were signed to MCA. Yeah, what, then, Blazing Arrow? Yeah, Blazing Arrow. Um, that's To me, that's that's where the, and the ma- good make records kind of stop. Make You Feel That Way was in a movie, right? Was I think it? it has been in okay. a movie. Eleven Basketball? There's yeah. something. There's something. one of right. those black rom-coms that it, mm-hmm. it wrote. Because then I remember people talking about it. And I'm like, uh, yeah. Listen to Lyric should... Fathom. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Check yeah. it out. Yeah. yeah. The, the <laughs> Melodica as a as an ep as a project you know um it's up there if if you're of you know our particular age or especially my age um that was just such a foundational record in terms of of the approach the northern california Mm -hmm. underground aesthetic which i think has to be separated from the southern california right underground aesthetic you know where you have the kind of project blowed freestyle fellowship. Right. I think the Northern California aesthetic and especially, I believe they're from like Davis Sacramento area. Yeah. They went to uh, high school together in Davis and then uh chief Excel went to UC Davis with DJ shadow, shadow. and lyrics born and, um, and Jeff Chang and Jeff Chang. So that's how they all connected. Um, that's, that's, and uh, Gab kind of moved. I believe if Wikipedia is to be, and you know, urban legend from the time is to be believed moved out there to kind of like live with him and they all connected oh, got it. Got formed it. up at mm-hmm. the same time. And I feel like they, were they and northern california underground mcs in general were a little bit more inclusive of east coast structure and style Mm -hmm. sure in the music whereas la was like pure rebellion yeah like if you guys are rapping on boom bap we're gonna scat on like yeah these wild beats and i I think the, the ethos of the production is also more sample based so it's just like it's not like these free flowing seven minute right. songs. It's like three minute songs, right? With like yeah. a, right. a six verse hook, the, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and I really feel like it comes out of that tradition of kind of like the diamond D D I T C. Mm-hmm. It has a, you know, the, the flows are a little bit more West coast, but there's definitely, yeah. Um, I, I love the structure. And, and so, Black Alicious was kind of the the gateway drug yeah. to that. I would say like sunnier, even a little funkier version of DT, DITC, you know, yeah, which sure. is a little bit more sonorous and dark. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, um, I spoke to DJ Shadow when I interviewed him uh, for Wax Poetics, and um, I mean, if you have someone like DJ Shadow and Chief XL, who back Sh- in the day was one of the, um, according to Shadow, one of the bigger diggers in the crew, and Lyrics Born. Yeah, who yeah. doesn't get credited? So <sighs> they would just come with stacks of records. So if you got someone like DJ Shadow on your crew bringing Ugh. forth samples, yeah, Ugh. yeah, yeah. No, it was it was an incredible kind of aesthetic that they created, and um, yeah, you know, I feel like the latter career Blackalicious stuff um, is like a lot of MCs where I feel like you have this great underground run. I just want to see you win. Right. Like if if you know if Blazing Arrow, if that's you know if that if that's what gets you over the top, keeps you gigging, keeps you mm-hmm. you know I'm getting booked, I'm I'm all for it. But obviously, definitely more of a fan of the of the earlier material. Yeah, same. same. Um, you know, they just came out guns blazing. It's just um, the early the first Soul Sides twelve inches, the the lyrics born born song send them mm-hmm. and lyric fathom and lyric fathom on yeah. the other side, yeah. which one day we'll get lyrics born on. But in kind of preparation for this, um, I was I was listening to that, and it's just I he Lyricsborn has a line that says, "I've got your daddy style hanging around my waist." 
I, for years, I'm like, I don't know what that means, but that's the dopest shit I've ever heard. It's amazing how young he sounds on that, especially because he has a growly voice already, but Mm -hmm. it's almost like squeaky. He was still Asia-born at at that point. And and just so unorthodox. um, You know, I I love that whole movement. So Mm -hmm. we now it's almost like Pokemon where we have to get every Soul Sides person on this show. (laughs) That's that's our new our new mission. We can do that. Yeah, I I think they're they're fairly gettable we they're, know they're we gettable. know people yeah um but yeah I w- i'm just i'm a huge fan of all of theirs it was really important to me i often say latirix changed my life totally like, I, was, I was just the biggest soul sides fan and was there for the whole transition mm-hmm. to quantum i went to in stores i went to shows, shows. At Maritime. i met them i got their autograph like i loved them yeah I'm just i was just so infatuated by them i felt like it was my music totally yeah totally. absolutely i i had a a moment um when we had tracks a million on a couple shows ago um, where we were reminiscing on how Lyric Fathom for us is kind of like giant steps is for a saxophone player. Right. Oh, like okay. if you want to be put through your breath control paces, right. <laughs> just try to keep up with that record. Like try to be on top right, of the beat right. as, as Gab is. And that was like, we're just laughing because that was a competition for mm-hmm. us. It was yeah. like, who mm-hmm. could remember it? and say it Jeez. at that speed um, to each other. So Without passing out? <laughs> Pretty much, exactly. yeah. Exactly. As, as we smoke blunts of stress. <laughs> that, was, that was the, uh, um, that was the There was a particular show for many years I regarded as the best show I ever saw uh, where all the Quantum MCs did a long extended freestyle set. I remember that. At the end, and they were backing each other down yeah. the stage. like They were like in each other's faces, yeah, like really. pushing and pushing They're each like, other. Like two storks, kind of like. Yeah. Totally. Pushing each other it was crazy. Where was this? At? It was great. It was at Maritime Hall. Oh, I was probably Shout at that show. Maybe. Yeah, I, I believe it. Um, <laughs> and Cut Chemist was at that show and he had come from something else. So he was wearing this like really cheesy suit and a um, a wig. And he, he like emerged from the crowd and then they did alphabet aerobics. And I oh, believe nice. that was the first time I had ever heard that. I don't oh, think, wow. I don't think the record was out yet. So okay. like mind 100% blown. Wow. Oh, yeah. I bet. I bet. Absolutely. And, and it's crazy because I believe that wasn't the first time that that was done. The, alpha, the, the alphabetizing. The, right. Right. Um, contemporaneously, Tumex has a song called audible angels where he does right. the, uh, the right. alphabet thing, not with the same, chop or and, technical and not the, prowess the, the but he does he does right, kind of and up. not the speed up yeah, but yeah. he does the uh you know um what's the song that has the really funky um time signature and speed up stuff mf doom and mf grim oh yeah, oh, yeah. Tick, one too yeah i think yeah. a slug from atmosphere had a song too where he goes a to z but but it's right. not personified as such it's just oh whoa if you listen oh. to what he's doing yeah you know yeah I and i didn't even talking catch about it for later <laughs> <laughs> my my low key now that we're getting totally tangential my low key non alphabet aerobics favorite alphabetical song is uh grip grand mm. has on his on his brooklyn oh, i wish i could think of the name right now um he has this, this i've never heard that before i'm gonna look into that yeah absolutely we 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 have i think grip grand actually comes from this tradition that we're talking about oh 100 of, of, i remember first connecting with this shit like is mm-hmm. this soul sides is right he from we could get him on he's a really uh, accessible guy uh okay. he, he did a couple awesome uh, doom remixes which okay. are awesome okay no i i uh yeah i'm huge huge fan so now that we've broken down almost all of the alphabetical uh <laughs> joints hold on we have to we have to give um one of nate's favorite rappers papoose um <laughs> had an alphabet joint as well did he um wow we should do it we'll do a little thread Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do yeah, we'll do a a side thread. Check us out on Twitter 
at dad bod rap pod but you know it's it's the dad bod rap pod what you've come to expect is the titans of the craft to come in and and just chop it up with us so without further ado here is our interview with the incomparable gift of gab Man, this is Dave. Um, I'm here with Damone and Nate, um, and uh, we're really excited to have you on the program. Welcome. Right on, man. Yo, pleasure. It's, a, it's my pleasure. We've been big fans, I mean, since the beginning, since the Soul Side days. Uh, days. Um, and, you know, just to start it off sort of chronologically, can you talk a little bit about, you know, when you guys all met sort of in Davis and, how you know, what the impetus and the beginning of everything well, was? Well, you know, we... Me and Chief XL, we go back to high school. We go back oh, to wow. like 1987. Mm. Um, so we, me, we, Black Alicia started in high school. Um, after I graduated, I moved back down where I'm from originally, to Southern California, to the Los Angeles area. And um, <laughs> Chief XL went to Davis, where he met Lyrics Born and, and and DJ Shadow and and everybody else. And called he called he basically called me. It was like, yo, you should come out here and try to get into college. So first, I was going to try to get into college when I went to Davis. But, you know, the music just kind of took over. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I know what I want to do with my life, you know. So mm-hmm. that's where I met Lyrics Born, DJ Shadow, Latif, you know, and, and you know, DJ Zan. And, you know, it was, it was just a, a group of young kids who had who, who, who loved and appreciated hip hop and, and had their vision of the type of hip hop that they wanted to put out. Okay. Okay. Did you yourself have a sort of aha moment of, you know, when you wanted to become a rapper? Well, I knew I wanted to become a rapper at a very, very young age. Mm. I started battling probably at the age of 12, Mm. you know, and I would battle older cats who were better than me. Mm. And, um, as years got went by, I got better, and and as I was in school, people would say, people would come up to me and say, "Hey, man, you should make a record. You're really good. You should think about doing that professionally." So enough people said that because at first I just wanted to <laughs> battle. I just wanted to right. be the fiercest MC in either my neighborhood, my school, or my um, my block or whatever. And so many people started coming up to me saying, "Yeah, man, you need to." So many people said it. I was like, "All right, let me try it." So I just. You know, went from writing battle raps to writing songs, and mm. just developed a love for um, for lyricism. So, how did how was that transition from like the cipher kind of battle um, stage to now we're gonna make a record? Like, what what was that like it, from you? Well, it was it was slow. It was mm. kind of, I didn't really care about making a record at mm. first. It's just that so many people came up to me saying I need to do it that I just decided to give it a shot. And it was kind of like a, <clears throat> it wasn't that hard. It, it wasn't yeah. that hard because I was used to battle rhymes and I would, even in my battle rhymes, I would have subjects and I would have topics I would rap about. So I pretty much knew how to conceptually write, mm. write songs. And as a student of the art form, you know, I studied other people that came before me. So, you know, 
it was it was it wasn't difficult at all. It was really really it was kind of slow. And then when it was like once I put once we did our first demo, then I was like, okay, yeah, I want to do this. You what, know? what was on the demo? It was a song black. It was Blackalicious. It was Blackalicious song called "Let the Trouble Go Tat." Mm. T-A-T. Mm. And um, <laughs> we X probably still has a copy of it. Oh <laughs> man, very very. Uh, it's, it exists, you know. Oh wow. But um, yeah, that's the first Blackalicious song that we ever we ever recorded. It was crazy. So when when does Lyric Fathom come along? Because that's like a foundational DNA <laughs> record for myself, and I know a lot of MCs. How did how did that well, song come together? That's after I moved back up to Davis to to and and, and um and we started the whole Quantum Crew and we all decided that we're gonna that, that a lot of people are gonna not me but a lot of people are gonna take their college funds and they're gonna start a record <laughs> label. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, we just began Lyrics Born began recording. We began recording. DJ Shadow obviously had already put a record out. He was the first one that put a record out. Mm. And um. Me and X just went in the lab and we just started zoning and coming up with songs. And we, I think we came up with Lyric Fathom around the same time. We came up with like Attica Black or like mm. 40 Ounce for Breath. But that, well, that whole EP, Melodica, was done in a frame of time. And we were just, our mind state was just, we just want to put out a, a body of work mm, yeah. and, and, and uh, you know, and see what happens. You know what I mean? If people <laughs> People will gravitate, and, and luckily they gravitated to it. It was critically acclaimed, critically, critically, acclaimed, critically. I'm trying to say critically acclaimed underground EP, and it, got, it it gave us a lot of attention. Um, so you're from Pacoima, right? Yeah, and the then valley. you're kind of going to high school in Sacramento, recording in Davis. Like, did you feel like you were a part of the Bay Area scene, or do you feel like you guys were kind of off on your own, doing your own thing? Well, when we first moved out here, when we were in Davis, I didn't because I hadn't lived in the Bay yet. Right. I've been in the Bay since 97, so right now I feel like that. But at that time, you know, I hadn't really been to the Bay a lot. You know, I knew about Too Short, and I know about Hammer, and I know about I know about all the hip-hop. I knew about the Black Panthers and Huey Newton. I knew about the, 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 the history of Oakland, mm-hmm. and it was one of the reasons I was excited to come out and, and, and just vibe out and be, be in it. You know, but but yeah, at that time, I'd not lived in the Bay yet. Right on. Yeah, I feel like um, we knew you guys lived in Davis. We're all from San Jose, so we, we you know, we follow Barry Hip Hop closely. But um, we were quick to embrace Soulside slash Quantum right when it came out. And it just seemed like you guys were kind of a part of something. So I was just wondering how it felt from the inside. But yeah, eventually well, we you kind of connected, we right? Here's the thing. We were more in Davis, but we used to roll out to the Bay, do go out to shows like, like the, we used to go to like, like what's that called again? When, when the college college music festival thing, right? CMJ, yeah. yeah. yeah and and we used to experience, and those were my first experiences of the Bay. Gotcha. At, mm. at, at venues like DNA Lounge, and you know, just just going. I really really dug the vibe in the Bay. So. um yeah, yeah, that was we we we're me and X are from Sacramento. Lyrics Born is from Berkeley, California. Latif is from Oakland, and 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 uh, DJ Shadows from Davis, California. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, you know, well, I wanna... we all pretty much all preside. Everybody pretty much presides in, in in the Bay Area now, though. Gotcha. Right on. Um, I want to ask mm-hmm. a little bit about the studio dynamic between you and Chief Excel. 
Um, you guys mm-hmm. have been you guys have known each other since high school, like you said. Um, right. How is it when you guys step in the studio? Um, do you have concepts ready to go? Does he have the beats? Um, just kind of walk us through that. Well, usually he'll give me what we call a clip. A clip is about twenty to thirty beats. Mm-hmm. From that clip, he'll allow me to gravitate towards the ones that I'm gravitating towards the most. Uh, which will more more than likely it'll be about 10, 10 to 15, maybe half. And then after that, he'll give me another clip and we'll keep building like that. And when I write, he'll take what I wrote and he'll craft the production around Um. what my lyrics, you know, it's kind of a back and forth type of a movement vibe with us. Okay. That's, that's dope. So, so you, you guys drop melodica, um, kind of establish yourselves as this, this force in the, in this California underground scene can you mm-hmm. talk to us about how it kind of progressed from there all the way to eventually you guys were on a major label at a point like what what was well, that what was that like that progress that was great it was a great experience man you mm-hmm. know it's just like you know it's 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 um especially when you're young mm-hmm. you know it's just really like it's kind of like you feel like your dream is coming true. Like you've had this dream and now, now it's actually really going to happen. You know, we put out, we put out Melodica, then Melodica got a good reception. Then we obviously put out the A to G EP. Mm-hmm. Um, after the A to G EP, we were like, okay, we got to do a whole album. And Aterix had just came out with their record, you know, and every, and we were just smashing. Quantum was just yeah. smashing. <laughs> Yep. You know, DJ Shadow, Latirix, Black Alicious. So it was like, all right, it's time for an album. So we we went in and we did Nia, and we put that out. And um, and then, you know, after that, major labels started hollering at us. Jive was hollering at us, DreamWorks. And, of course, we eventually went with MCA. You know, but it was a great time. It was just a, it was a good time in life because... You know, I'm, I'm, my family members are calling me saying, oh, we saw your video. Oh, we just heard the radio. The song get played on the radio. And, of course, my cousins think I'm rich, which I'm not. <laughs> but, you know, but it was just a really, really good time because it was that point where, as a youngster, you dream about something. And, you, and like I said, once I turned about 16, I was like, yeah, I want to do this for a living because right. so many people were telling me to do it. And then it was the journey to get there. And then it was like, wow, it really happened. I'm, I'm actually was on TV a minute ago. So <laughs> it was really a great time. You know, not that that's the most important thing because I'm an MC first. Right, right. And see, back then it was less differenti- differentiating between a raw MC and somebody that might have potential to be a big have a be a big artist you know because yeah. you had Nas blowing up you had Jay-Z you had people that were raw lyricists that were um that were blowing up so it wasn't like the whole purpose was but it was just, it was just a a great experience I'm on I'm on the same label Mary J Blige was on <laughs> not NWA New Edition was on right. it was just a great time man great time that's awesome. Uh, Gab, do you have a work of yours that you consider to be your best? No. <laughs> I, I, keep, I keep evolving, man. My best work is, is coming on my new, on some, of, some of my new music that I'm about to put out. Cool. Oh, cool. okay, okay. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> okay. Cool. It seems like um, 
uh, alphabet aerobics is kind of kind of a high point and something that you're still known yeah. for. And can you talk to us about how that evolved into the uh, sports um, kind of metaphor one that was on the yeah. NBA playoff commercials? Yeah, and if you're talking like that, obviously alphabet aerobics is my most pop the black, most popular black delicious song sure. out mm-hmm. of all our songs. I I, think- le- I legitimately wanted to know what you thought. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's so much other shit that I do besides alphabet aerobics though, but that was just the one that kind of I guess it caught. And then Daniel Radcliffe did it. Right, right, right. That was shout out to Daniel Radcliffe because that was a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> you know? You know, it just you go on the internet and it's just different. It's a news broadcaster doing it. It's just so many people doing their renditions of alphabet aerobics. So, you know, the uh, the sports company reached out to us and asked us if we do it, and of course we said yes. Right on, right on. It, it right was on. really nice to hear you on TV again. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. It was, like Nate was saying, it's so awesome to like see you on TV while we're watching basketball it's fantastic man. Yeah, absolutely absolutely um you know um you awesome to me too <laughs> um you mentioned um working on a new project you know what's your sort of artistic process like these days i mean are you still pen and pad i mean i know technology has changed has that affected your artistic process as a writer yeah it's, it's absolutely pen and pad i know a lot of people oh, okay. I just I'm so used to writing on a pen. I I buy I invest in notebooks and pens, bro. <laughs> and, uh, you know my creative process. Like I said, I usually like to hear the beat, but lately I've been you know hearing music for my solo stuff. I've been hearing right. music in my head, hmm. you know. And of course, with with Black Alicious, uh, Chief XO does all the beats. So it's still, we Black Alicious has about fifty songs right now wow. that are, and like we're we're trying to keep making them and then and then we'll square it down to the best like 14 and put put our next album out more than likely next year wow okay. also also have a solo record that'll be out um hopefully by the end of this year um it's entitled finding inspiration somehow okay and, okay uh, yeah i was just at the studio dropping some um dropping a dropping some um I'm dropping a song I have called Bluegrass. It's basically a, a hip-hop bluegrass song. Wow. What? Whoa. Okay. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm still excited about making music. I'm still excited about trying to stretch the crap, trying to take it where it hasn't been, you know? Okay. So, you know, it's still, it's still you know, I'm, I'm still passionate about uh, being an artist and elevating and trying to get better, mm-hmm. you know, because I think any artist, the, the minute you think that, you can't get better. That's when you fall off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so who are those artists that you look to right now and, and say, you know, these are, these are cats that are, are really spitting that are kind of inspiration to you. If, if anyone. Kendrick Lamar, mm-hmm. Chance the Rapper. Okay. I really like what Homeboy the San, Homeboy Sandman is doing. Hey. Um, those are the three of the new school, younger artists that stand out to me right now. Um, on that note, is there anyone that you'd really like to work with that you haven't been able to kind of connect with yet? Oh, man, there's so many, man. I'm a fan. <laughs> I'm a fan of uh, past, future, and present. That Past, present, and future, I'm a fan. You know, any any rapper that makes me go, damn, uh, <laughs> or, or makes my face change, you know, I'm... I'm absolutely down you know would, would definitely like to work with him man. I'm, I'm a fan i'm, I'm a huge fan of, of hip-hop okay okay you know uh gab um 
Mm-hmm. Um, so we always ask everyone this question. I just wanted to make sure I got it in. Uh, what kind of music do you listen to when you're like not at work? Like, what's your vibe? Right now, um, you know, oldie, Stevie Wonder, Marvin Gaye, a lot of Bob Marley, Gregory Isaac, Peter Tosh, reggae, you know. Um, you know, and I, I like the weekend, you know. I, I, like, okay. I, I like okay. I like okay. Variety. I like a variety of, 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 of what I consider good music. You know, sure. I don't really stick to one genre. I don't just listen to hip hop all the time. I just did a bluegrass song. I'm, I'm kind of yeah. getting, <laughs> getting into bluegrass. You know? That's interesting. All music, you know. Absolutely. Right on. Well, you know, we we've been covering your history, uh, your guys' crew, and its long history. When you when you look back at, at Soul Size and Quantum, what a what do you guys think you guys did for Bay Area hip hop. You know, I think we were one of many. You know, you gotta, you can't, you can't mention us without mentioning hieroglyphics mm-hmm. and forty. Yep. Um, you know, hobo, hobo junction. Hey, mm-hmm. um, I think that we were just a crew of really talented individuals who, who, who pushed each other to be better. Mm. You know, and challenged each other to be better. When me and Latif and Lyrics Born used to freestyle, we used to go in there like, all right, we got to come with heat. So we all <laughs> were kind of like, we were all kind of like big fish coming from small ponds. Mm. And then we all came into it like, you know, big fish. And, and like, <laughs> oh, shit, okay, let's let's step our game up now, you know? So um, that was great. Awesome. Well, we, we really appreciate you making the time to talk with us. Um, just to make sure that the audience knows what, what's the new record and when can we expect it? The new Black Alicious record is Imani Volume 2. Mm. That'll be out in 2019. Okay. My album is called Is Gift of Gab Finding Inspiration Somehow? Mm. And that will be out hopefully by the end of this year. Okay. Awesome. There, there it is. Well, on behalf of uh, the Dad Bod Rap Pod, I just want to say, Thank you, man. We're big fans, and we look forward to hearing the new stuff. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Thanks Peace, for your man. time. All right. Thanks. Word. Thank All you. Right. Bye. Yep. Dead Bod Rap Pod. We're those guys who talk about the rap incessantly, um, debating the same issues and topics we've been doing since since high school. Really, we were into this arguing shit before there was a Twitter. <laughs> I mean, you just really had to just like literally argue with people. Arguing in diapers, dog. Yeah, that's that's you know that's where we come from. I think is it part of the, like the underground hip hop ethos to like 
memorize the factoids and like try to prove you know more about yeah, it yeah. than I think, I other think people. It kind of was for strangely, me. Strangely, yeah. strangely, which I, which is an element I don't always like. I mean, no. I love nerding out with my friends, but it's like, you know, people who are like testing you on Aesop Rock's fucking lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. Enough, dude, enough. Yeah. He makes oh, no sense. Is, is, that, <laughs> is, is that a reference back to the Wu-Tang episode where oh, you guys were man. summarily shamed by your lack of uh, Wu-Tang lyric knowledge? Oh, no? man. Um, sorry, I had to get that in. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, argument, I think, is an essential part of of underground rap and, yeah. and people are basically um, hitting each other over the head with their personal music taste. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't think people argued about the Strokes versus the White Stripes. Though. Right. You know what I mean? It's right. a hip hop thing, kind of. I, I don't know. Absolutely. Or maybe it's like dance genres as well, but then it's just because no. there's so many words. And, uh, yeah, it's are probably people... <laughs> not, right? No. Are no, EDM imagine. heads fucking arguing? Yeah. About... Moby versus <laughs> Tricky in the battle for... <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's quite that reference. Uh, <laughs> and I think they did ASAP ASAP's new record, right? Did they? There's a Moby. There's not Tricky. There might be. That was a Samples bad record. Samples Moby, right? But then they, it's like, to clear the sample, they call it a feature. Oh, is I that believe, what it was? I believe oh, it's one of those. Okay. Is that like one of those? Like how the Watch the Throne song features Otis, Otis Redding. Otis Redding, gotcha. Right, yeah, right. Gotcha. I, I think it's one of and those. And when I think of Moby, I go, that is the Otis Redding. Of, no. <laughs> <laughs> the Otis Redding of car commercial oh, electronica. Man. man, there's no, I won't say there's no bigger non-starter, but. Moby is like one of those, like a Kevin Costner. Like if I see a movie with Kevin Costner, I'm like, nah, really? I'm checking out, checking out immediately. Or your dances with wolves? No, Bull Durham, dude. Oh, maybe one of the best baseball movies. I was gonna say maybe Field of Dreams, dude, but look at the baseball nerdery just jump into the four. <laughs> I grew up watching a lot of Kevin Costner movies. Um, uh, the Kevin no, Costner no, White Savior Goat, Robin Hood, White Savior Goat. White Savior Goat. <laughs> yes, like he he had this movie where he teaches. Um, some Mexican kids. Is the track coach? The track one. Yeah, and my oh. family started it's in watching like it. Solano or something. Yeah, Somewhere yeah, near yeah. here. It's, 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 a re- yeah. it's a true story. Yeah. yeah. But I'm like, as soon as I saw the trailer, I'm like, the white savior's back. Right. right. He right. saved Whitney Houston. Now he's right. back to save the Latino <laughs> kids of Central California. It's Robin the Hood. goat. That's funny, dude. I, I like That's the Kevin hilarious. Costner sports movies. I will say, even my wife makes fun of me because if Tin Cup is on, oh, I'm watching God. it. Oh, Tin Cup fan. I just said that out loud. Wow. Yeah. I like that movie. Man, oh, is- man. <laughs> We're giving everything away in this episode. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> Dave's tattoos so- and my shitty music taste. Damone has some demon in the closet. I am the demon in the closet. <laughs> but, but uh so that was the Kevin Costner slept on gems. Um, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna transition to uh Well to, done, sir. Yeah, I'm here all week. Uh so we're gonna transition to uh slept on gems from just an iconic uh, underground record label movement, um, Soul Sides, which then became Quantum. Um, right. We just talked to Gift of Gab, which if you don't skip through episodes, you just heard. And um, it was... If you're skipping past Gift of Gab to hear us talk again, you're doing it completely <laughs> wrong. I'm <laughs> telling you. No, I, I'm I, flattered, but I'm still. I'm flattered, but yeah. Go back and listen to Gift of Gab, but we're... Uh, we're just huge fans yeah. of, of that whole movement. It definitely coincides uh, for me with um, when I really first started wanting to think of myself as a rapper and mm-hmm. make rap music. Mm-hmm. Um, and knowing that there were some guys who were, you know, in my relative right. geography that were right. doing it that weren't New York and weren't L.A. Right. Um, was huge. So it was a huge movement. Um, Nate. Technically, who is Soul Sides for for some of our younger audience? Oh, uh, so it was 
the label kind of head and manager was DJ Zen, who has gone on to become Jeff Chang, the kind of premier public intellectual about hip hop and wrote one of the most compelling and best written histories of hip hop called Can't, Can't Stop, Stop, Won't Stop. Stop. Oh my God. And he's a Stanford professor now, right? Yep. yep. So uh, we'll never get in there to hear a lecture, but <laughs> if you're smart enough, you can. Um, and then it's um, at that time, Asia born, AKA lyrics born and Latif who are Latirics. And then it's chief XL and gift of gab who operated as black Alicious. And then they um, rebranded once they got kind of big as Quantum, mm -hmm. not Quantum. Right. Quantum. Yeah, Quantum, Quantum. Projects. And then they... Um, they released did subsequent I say side projects. I have project. to say DJ of course, Shadow. DJ Shadow. Yeah, DJ Shadow. Um, though he had a separate career from... He Quantum. did. You he could, did. His records came out in the UK on Moax. He did. He did. Um. Uh. In speaking with him, though, I mean, he was fully immersed. I mean, as a soul cider. I yeah, mean, right. he when he was right. in, when he was in Davis, he was like him and Zen, and uh, Lyrics Born at that time, Asia Born were you know trading stacks of samples and records that you know be in a time before no one was doing that. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. So right. he 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 was like when he found them, he was like, "Where have you guys been my whole life?" Totally. Kind of thing. Especially yeah. being like an outlier in Davis too. For sure. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it was it was such a an interesting movement. I remember when uh, the twelve inch of lyric fathom um, with send them on the back mm -hmm. uh, when it came out, bought it kind of sight unseen, um, and listening to lyric fathom. I hate to say this because it sounds so corny, but the shit changed my life. Like the <laughs> shit was like it was right. the first time that um, a rap record. Um, spoke to me in this real specific mm -hmm. way that said rap is not only for right. the ice cubes of the world or the big daddy canes. Mm -hmm. It was almost like it brought it down to anybody who really loves this craft and wants to get super right. technical with right. this shit. You can make a dope ass record. I yeah. think that's the, the underground epiphany is that you don't have to be famous to rap. Right. Though. I but mean, that's what I, that's what came to I me. Mean, I was in high school at the time and I'm just like, yeah, I grew up on this stuff. I love, you know, tribe and ice cube but there's like just dudes right yeah. right and, who, and i think who are great rappers i think that's part of the appeal is like in their normalcy they like dress like us or bay yeah. area cats yeah. they're yeah. not they're not super east coast they're not um la right. but at the same time they're just there is this gap because they are so incredibly talented right you know what i mean yeah but they look like us and dress the same and you know eat at the same places in the bay and, and they right. really that weren't hometown. that much older than us right totally yeah. i mean so, i would say peers in terms of age so you know? i had a i had a old rapper story alert um i had an experience where we opened for black delicious uh, myself tracks a million my my late great uh partner jesse jones we had a group called lackadaisical and one of our first two or three shows we got to open for black delicious at sacramento state oh wow mm. that's um, huge what year yeah, for you yeah. man maybe 95 okay maybe 95 they were already a thing and mm -hmm. this is when um another northern california Northern California group, The Cuff. Oh, yeah, of I course. remember The Cuff. Yeah, California Underground. They have a rapper called Nate the Great. Do they? Yeah, oh. and it's, it's N uh, number eight. eight. That, that, that's right. That's number right. Eight. That's right. Yeah. I, I can picture it now. Yeah, yeah. so that, that I liked a was couple a of I love some of those Cuff uh, yeah. singles. Yeah, to, no, to me, no. uh, The Cuff were the earthlings of Sacramento. Mm. Okay. You know, yeah, to yeah, go yeah, yeah. super deep underground, Barry underground hip hop reference on you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it was kind of like there was something north of hieroglyphics. That was our thing. We're like, oh, shit, this like thing is happening so mm -hmm. um we we did the show i'm sure it was like lightweight bad um but uh <laughs> but it was just such a dope experience to be there at that time i remember portishead had just came out um and 
I want to say Chief XL like loot that shit during during oh, the wow. set, and like people lost their minds. Interesting. I could be melding this with another show, but right. Um, I just remember that time and being so excited to be like I'm in the same artistic totally zone as yeah. black delicious oh my god totally enamored with them and then yeah. you know it's like asia born turns into lyrics born you know yeah. like um yeah. I, I followed all those narratives you know and and then just to see dj shadow just just keep blossoming yeah and just Man. be huge from and his kind of soul define the concept of trip hop for a lot totally, of people totally totally game changer straight up um and, you know he was part of the soul sides collective let's not forget i don't yeah. know if you guys remember this but around the time that the soul sides greatest bumps like the kind of collection sure. of their early material for their later fans came out they redesigned their website and uh lyrics born had an advice column no do way that? i do yeah. not remember that <laughs> i'm that kind of nerd wow like, yeah i'm like sitting i had advice my, born yeah <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Lyrics Bon Mots. Um, yeah, it would be I I got my first laptop for Christmas that uh, that year and I was in my dreary apartment in Santa Cruz in between classes reading advice columns from Lyrics Born. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's all gravelly. Uh, <laughs> him and uh, Latif both talking at the same time. <laughs> Dueling advice columns. <laughs> Um, so let's talk about some slept on gems from, the, yeah. the, are you doing black delicious related or are you going like more quantum? Related? I'm doing soul sides related. Soul sides related. Okay. And, okay. and you know, okay. it's, That's a, fine. it's, a, it's yeah. a bit, it was kind of a bit hard for me because I mean, certainly, um, they are towering figures for us and, you know, Bay Area history and hip hop. But you know, I, so in picking like a black delicious song that is quote unquote slept on, it, it certainly isn't slept on to hip-hop heads sure, but to sure. the masses i mean eight all of not, their songs would be right, on, right 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 yeah. so for me i'm gonna go with two quick ones uh one would sort of fall into that um that first category of everybody knows that it, it's a beloved gem it's certainly not hit uh, a hidden gem but it would be uh you know 40 ounces of freedom um for many reasons obviously the um the beginning the sort of prolonged uh break and then it goes into uh gift of gab's Awesome, awesome, compelling uh, raps. Uh, 40 ounce for breakfast there, Bradley Noel. Holy shit, did I just say? Hey. Yeah, I was like, he found a new one. Hey, 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 you guys just sat there and nodded along to that for breakfast. Jeez. I was writing it down. <laughs> Are you going to practice Forty ounce next? For, oh, man. I just went from like record I love to record I despise. Jesus. For an ounce I was listening to for both breakfast. contemporaneously, I have to Even say. when I said it, it sounded weird. Yeah, no, to, all yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. So that that's gonna be one. Um and yeah. uh let's listen to it real quick. Yep. A forty ounce for breakfast gets a brother through the day. I guess I should have had a V8 instead. Anyway, let me contemplate my thoughts and think back to a time when my fridge was full of booze, but in my pocket not one time. I remember back on All right, all right. So um, I mean I, I love so how he goes into the storytelling mode in that one. Amazing, and I believe it to be a true story. One hundred percent. I'd yeah. rather have a V eight also. Yes. You know? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> or should have. <laughs> um the thing that I love about the song, besides the great story, is its composition. It's all of the samples are covers of the uh, song "People Make the World Go Round." Oh, did yeah, not know that. It's, it's oh. built. It's built from different versions of that song. Did not know that. And so it's like huh. um, the break too. All of it. Wow. Yeah, it's all from different versions, and there wow. are a lot of versions of that song. I, I happen to love that song. Mm. Um, and like the 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 spinners version, or uh, no, the stylistics version is probably the main version okay. that people know. But there's a right. lot of like instrumental versions and uh -huh. so every sample on there is from a, a version of that record okay and in a way it doesn't mirror the theme of the song but it's like um kind of on par sure uh, no, with this like course. melancholy right um kind of reflective you know, reflective yeah. Yeah. but it was one of the first in 
to me anyway, songs that kind of like legitimized um, bum ass bachelorhood. <laughs> like when he's like, you know, he's just talking about a 40 ounce for breakfast right. gets a brother through the day. I'm like, how low life is that? I love that. Totally. As a 20 something, I'm just like, totally. not, not totally. that far off from my right, life right. experience right. at the time. It's like oh. he's rapping with his head and his like cheap forehead wine. in his hand. Yeah, you totally. Know? I love it. I love it. Um, the second uh, second slept on one that I would like to sort of talk about is Latif's Latif, the truth speakers, the reckoning. Look, bitch, you know I'm coming tight to so you. Consistent lips from left to right all night, and won't nobody give a shit. If you were sitting, I might act and stand, take a load off your mind. Do what you kick with so butt brain, it must be synonymous with your behind. And, you know, uh, I haven't heard this one for, for a minute. And, you know, what I liked about that is obviously how menacing Latif is. Um, mm-hmm. It's sort of just like a minimalistic beat for him to just breathe on and just massacre right but then like towards the end i don't know if you guys remember this but he breaks down like the de- decomposition of your body yeah what happens yeah, when yeah. you die what yeah, happens yeah. to your intestines yeah uh, rigor mortis all that and it was just like what the fuck am i listening to totally. right now it's, it's kind of like a battle rap but he like takes you through your death right like it kills my, you yeah if my mom yeah. heard it and she was fluent in english she'd turn it off <laughs> you know what i mean it's disturbing like yeah that. like yeah. it's disturbing not in a gangster rap you know, bitches and right. violence kind of way. Yeah. It's like, what are you listening to, my son? Yeah, it's, it's just such a yeah. it's such a good rap. That's and like a like I'm in the shower and no one's home rap. Right, right. <laughs> and you know, uh, when I uh, when I interviewed DJ Shadow, he was talking about how big of a beast Latif was back in the day, and you yeah. can only imagine his style. I mean. Him going up against, you know, other Bay Area cats of the day. It was like Micah Nine against fucking Melly Mel or something. Right. right. Just right. advanced. I mean, his... They have his... that buck and try to pass it type flow. <laughs> 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 kind of passive. Nice. <laughs> uh, he had the breath, the the way he would project. I think mm-hmm. Latif's greatness, you really get if you see him live. Yeah. He's one of those Agreed. guys that, that... Ball of energy. Ball of energy and in a good way. Has that kind of spoken word mm-hmm. projection, right. where he kind of wouldn't even need a mic mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, there was definitely a time where I was like, "Same, this dude is the beast right. of the band." I mean, one, one of my favorite um, just uh, aspects of musicians and just uh, you know, especially MCs, is when they're uncanny. Mm-hmm. When it's like, you know, that's what one of my favorite elements of Ghostface is. You know, it's mm-hmm. like. No one on earth sounds like Ghostface. Right. And uh, these early Latif cuts, dude, no one's doing what Latif is doing. Totally. He's the black and Puerto Rican lyric beacon. <laughs> Speaking the truth. I know. Oh, man. It's so, his li- the, the lines are so catchy. I remember I it know. Like, yeah. so well. Look, bitch. Yeah. He has a line about Marcus Camby. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, like Marcus can be candy. Can he do it? I used to, me and my roommate DJ Worldwide used to bug on that Marcus Camby <laughs> lyric. We're NBA live heads. Yeah. So when you oh, bring Marcus Camby to the party, but this is like UMass Marcus Camby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> referencing. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's like crazy. I think it's early Knicks Marcus Camby. Yeah, I mean, like MCs talking about eating other sem- MCs. You picture Latif eating MCs, like, actually, <laughs> like eating them like fucking chocolate, like what Chico <laughs> sticks or something, <laughs> just breaking them off. What about you guys? What about you? Your guys' picks? Okay. Um, yeah. I'm gonna go just because I've I've talked about lyric fathom. Yeah, we gotta let him hear I, a little piece I, of I, it. I, right. I want. Yeah, I want to. I want to let you guys experience for those who haven't heard it. Um, we'll take it from the top. Check out <laughs> of Lyric Fathom. Rappers step to me like I'm a doormat. Check the format. I pour raps, not your average everyday hardcore act. Acting, I'm like a Mac 10, a Uzi and a AK 47, rolling with crazy kids like Bay Mayday, Mayday. I used to listen to K Day in my heydays. I ride the bus with Dreamer one day, laughing inside a Mercedes. 
yeah so you know I, i've talked about it a bunch but that that song was super important um and the the 12 inch was kind of my gateway drug for soul sides so um love that joint and i also want to shout out another joint that that's on melodica that was super influential um and it's a track called deep in the jungle Gifted when I'm lifted off a split hit, reminiscent, riff with dipshits. This shit is a misfit style that's a gifted. I'm a whiz kid, get a whiff kid. Swing it out low, bring it out folks with a new flow. Mentally, I grow when you snap back. So, in terms of like double time uh, flow, um, this is just a seminal, seminal record. Um, we'll do we'll do probably a, a whole podcast on double time at some point. But just the ability... You guys um, can play it at two times speed. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> Get through that one extra and, fast. And that and it was it was amazing because at that time, um, it was such a small... You know, it's kind of like Freestyle Fellowship was, was doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were the only ones that had shown that they could do it. And it was kind of like... When Deep in the Jungle came out, it was this... It was just a slightly different approach mm-hmm. to It's a it. freestyle. Yeah, all yeah. three of them are freestyling. Right. Absolutely, but it I has love. this this energy and this choppiness that was just so amazing. And the double time flow would be co opted by everyone, sure, and, and kind of used over and over and over. But when it first first came out, there's just this great feeling of newness, and they were yeah. rapping um, at this ridiculous pace um, that just yeah blew blew my mind at the time. I love the song, I like so, the way it starts, and you know, with the little melody, I, I, the, the sample escapes me right now. But you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it goes in, yeah. and then he just. So I have a little story about this song. Um, I back in I was in high school at this point, but I used to go to shows at Palookaville all the time. Mm-hmm. They just like they kept booking Man. stuff that I really liked. It. Palookaville is a long defunct um, small club in Santa Cruz, California. For those of you who are not from around here, so. Um, I, at that point, if there was a high row show or a mystic journeyman or living legend show or a quantum show, I would go, even if I couldn't find anyone to go with me. So on this particular night, I went to the show by myself. So there was this group of dudes who anytime there was a break in the action, when anyone was performing would just yell out deep in the jungle oh, play deep in the jungle Jeez. and i was like damn i'm a fucking nerd for this shit right. but like these guys are taking it too far like one don't make the show about you right right, right. uh two it's like you can't really like re-perform a recorded totally, freestyle. totally. like it's just not possible and i think they kind of like they're just like proving their obscurity right, and like their right. undergroundness is like you know, we say your backpack is showing. They're like in the backpack. <laughs> so that's hilarious. Anyway, yeah. I didn't. I didn't know that was like a freestyle. I know lyrics. Born's part really comes off as freestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he kind of has to find it. Right. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. Yeah. He takes you on a journey there, but I didn't know that. See, yeah. I'm learning something from the dad <laughs> pod. What about you, Nate? Um, so we talked to Gab about alphabet aerobics and about um, sports aerobics. I think they called it, um, right. which is the kind of uh, version that Bleacher Report um, commissioned for their commercials, uh-huh. right. um, but there's another song in that vein that they do called Chemical Calisthenics. Neutron, proton, mass effect, lyrical oxidation, you're a relevant mass spectrograph, your electron volt, atomic energy erupting as I get all open on betatrons, gamma rays, thermal cracking, cyclotron. And that's also produced by Cut Chemist, and it's kind of another thematic rap where he goes through like the... Uh, um, the element, the periodic, the periodic table, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, and kind yeah. of flips flips verses around that, and um, 
he seems like a pretty humble guy. Super nice guy, by the way. I don't right. even yeah. think we said that because we started guy? jabbering yeah. about Kevin oh. Costner. But, I mean, <laughs> just like great energy. Um, 100%. Damone was saying off mic, it's so nice when someone sounds like they're, like he, he sounds like he's about to start rapping. Like right, he's got right. that really distinctive voice. Yeah. And he, he was like excited and like it was mm-hmm. just so cool. But anyway, um, amazing, amazing technical rapper. Oh, and absolutely. And so these songs where he, he flips the, the themes are really that just incredible. Right. Um, and then um, since we've been talking about it, I had only prepared one, but I'll, I'll just say this one. We, we've also been making jokes about this today. And I, for those of you who are not super into quantum or kind of what I used to call progressive hip hop, there's a song that's called Latyrix by the band called Latyrix. Mm-hmm. And we've referenced it a bunch of times in our little inside baseball way. But on this song, it's this really crazy, almost like psychedelic DJ shadow beat. Right. And then lyrics born in Latif each rap at the same time in each channel mm-hmm. so it's kind of like the ultimate headphone song and right. this song blew my mind when i was younger So there was a point where I had memorized each side and like no knew, shit. Yeah, like knew really? every everything Whoa. about each side and like kind of like they they the lyrics are printed in the CD right. case right. so you could that. like right. kind of like say what like what they're getting at and it's it's very um, impressionistic and like um, just about the imagery. I'm really surprised. I knew, I thought when that came out, I'm like this is going to be a thing. Like people are really going to try <laughs> to build on it or copy it, but it's interesting. Nobody, to my knowledge, has right. ever really tried that again. Yeah. yeah. So you know, young aspiring rappers out there. <laughs> I think that's a good to one to some steal. Make a friend and yeah. get another mic. I think yeah. to some people they're like, "What the fuck is this? We can't even hear it." You know totally. what I mean? So, I remember I, mean, I was playing it for a friend who's like more of a mainstream hip hop fan. Right. Not right when it came out, but back in the day, and he's just like, "This isn't connecting for right, me. Like right, I don't right. get this. I I think you have to be high." <laughs> I, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. It, it makes a hurt. lot more well, sense I mean, if it, you are. It was also during a time when everybody was experimenting and, you know, in some ways overreaching, you know? So, yeah, it, yeah, they, yeah. They, How else are yeah. you going to break the boundary? That's what though, I'm right? saying. Yeah, yeah totally. that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, for them to do that was just mind blowing at the time for nerds like us. I mean, like and you it, said, reading the liner notes and with the lyrics, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. No, I was, I was definitely Im- impressed and also kind of like, it was a scary record, right? It like, is right. a scary yeah, record. Menacing. It kinda, yeah, it, it has this. Like I remember like driving home late at night right, and like right. it's raining and yeah, mm-hmm. it's just like really very foreboding. Which is yeah. funny because I mean, Lyrics Born is like it's like dad, jolly daddy now. Totally. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Father now, I mean. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah, no. yeah. I remember uh, I, I used to have a shirt with their logo on it and it's written in this mm-hmm. like very mm-hmm. like kind of like shirt. weird, like uh, like hand drawn kind of like font, like graffiti thing. So you yeah, can't yeah. necessarily, yeah. if you're not into hip hop, tell what it is. So I'd have to tell what it people what it said a mm-hmm. lot like my girlfriend's mom at the time and stuff like that and you just get in these weird conversations mm-hmm. where you're like latirix what does that mean and i just remember lyrics born being on stage one time and being like it's latirix it's not latrix <laughs> it's not latirix <laughs> it's nice. like he's like nice. saying all the stuff that it's not and it was Man, so funny Nate with the lyrics born impression huh <laughs> Uh, okay <laughs> one last story um we me and my cousin joe shout to joe um we're at a giants game one time and we uh saw lyrics born get booed off the field because he was gonna do um Whoa. what is it uh take me out to the ball game shut the oh fuck i heard up. about that I heard but he kind of didn't know the words yeah, yeah so yeah. we're at the game and i was not expecting to have a weird what? like hip-hop moment we're sitting in a, like a, a lot back along the third base side pretty good seats 
Uh, had a couple beers and other things before we entered the stadium. We're having a good old time just chatting. And then uh, it comes to be the seventh <laughs> inning, and you just hear that, Bay Area. <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on? And you see lyrics born with Lucille, the mascot, riding Shut around in one of those golf door. carts. That's and they hilarious. drive him up to the uh, – uh, home home base, and they give him the mic, and like Rennell introduces him, wow. and he's like, "Take me out to the ball," <laughs> and then he like lost the Nate, plot, Nate. and he did not know the words to dude. take me out oh. to the ball game, dude. You, you, and you. they straight boot him Nate. off the field. Oh. I did not know that you have like the best lyrics born impression I've heard. Like Jeez. I said, he changed my life. Wow, yeah, fuck, spin Roseanne bars. Huh? <laughs> oh. <laughs> It's like our uh, little uh, underground hip hop version of uh, the Roseanne wow. moment. Wow! Oh my goodness! Anyway, we need a satire lyrics born album, Nate. <laughs> just straight up, straight yeah. parody. Straight parody, dude. Straight fucking oh weird. Oh my Alskies. god! Um, oh my god! Well, you know, gotta land the plane now. There's just, <laughs> there's just nowhere to go. From there's that. no coming back from that. Um, if if you don't know about Soul Sides, if you don't know about Quantum. This would be a great time to go kind of check out their back catalog. It's amazing music. A lot of it is still held up uh, because they were so innovative. So we invite you to check that out and keep listening to the motherfucking dead bod rap pod. Word. Listening to another dope episode of the Dad Bod Rap Pod. More fly conversation and interviews coming your way every week. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash dadbodraphod. And we're always down to interact with you on Twitter at dadbodraphod, all spelled out. Subscribe on Stitcher, Google Play, and iTunes. 